you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Well, we sure are glad to have you. Aren't you also excited that we got some rain and it's not 135 degrees outside? Praise God. It actually feels good. I can walk outside and not melt. Well, I'm melting now because of the rain and I'm so sweet. Amen. Amen. We sure are glad to have you compassion today, glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Before I get started into my sermon today, I want my daughter, Miss Avery, to come on up on stage. Come here, Miss Avery. Oh. Tomorrow, we take my daughter to college. Yes, come on up here, sweetie pie. She's not going to look at me, and I'm not going to look at her. She has uh, been a big blessing to us. When I say us, I'm referring to this church body. Probably since she has been a little girl, she has worked in this church and done something for this church. She has been the living example that uh, it is important that we as men and women of God are serving the kingdom of God. And it has always been her heart. And now as she has graduated high school, as she is moving on to a new season of her life, she chose to go to Bible college. Amen. She wants to be in the ministry. She wants to serve the Lord. And, and, and parents, let me say this to you. It's important that your kids are in church. It's important that your kids come to the house of the Lord. And, and it's important that they know Jesus. So I wanted to bring Miss Avery up today. Uh, me and Laurie sat in the bed last night, and I think cried I think we cried ourselves to sleep. We're not doing very well with this. But I could not be more proud or prouder of my daughter. She loves Jesus and she loves the Lord. And I'm so blessed. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to, I want you to stretch forth your hands. And we're going to pray for her as she starts the new season of her life. Lord, we thank you today for what you're doing in the life of Avery, for the blessing she is, for all that she's done for your kingdom. But Lord, we rejoice that it's just the beginning. She's just touched the, Lord, the tip of the iceberg because God, oh, what you're going to do through her and in her and the blessing she will be for the kingdom of God, Lord, our minds cannot even conceive. We pray today, Lord, as all these hands are stretched forth, your protection over her life, watch over her, a firewall of the Holy Spirit, that she would be blessed and protected, safe, and that, Lord, as she starts this this new season, as she goes to college, be with her, let her learn as much as she can, let her be a blessing to the kingdom, and be with her, I pray, Lord, we just love her so much today, and thank you for what you're going to do in her life and in her future, in Jesus' name, Lord, amen, and amen.
Will y'all be in prayer for me and Lori? We start Tuesday being empty nesters. <laughs> you got that right. <sighs> you probably will. So y'all just be in prayer for us. And like I said, we just are not taking it very well. And, and we're trying to. We're trying to. But y'all be in prayer for Avery. I'm going to go on so I can actually finish the sermon today. So We've been talking the last few weeks about how to unlock the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. In fact, I'll share this sermon with you today, but I also will gear this sermon toward my daughter as she starts this new season of her life that she will allow these things to be prevalent. See, I believe 70% of most Christians are what I call it the sea of salvation. You got saved. You know you're on your way to heaven. He's the Lord of your life. If you were to die today, you know you're going to be with him. Unfortunately, I think that's where most believers stop, not start. You get saved and that's the extent of your life. But I want you to hear me when I say this today. God has a purpose for you. He always has and he always will. You're never too young or never too old. There are some of you today sitting in this audience who think you're too old to be used by the kingdom of God. That is such a lie from the pits of hell. Because if you're still breathing, God still has a purpose for your life. And I want to share with you today, There's, I'll share with you a story. Uh, there was two college graduates. They just graduated law school from Chicago Kent Law School. They'd been friends all throughout law school. Where you saw one, you saw the other. What had happened is, is the first day of law school, the young man the, was about to walk up the stairs. The problem was he was blind. And a gentleman walked up and said, can I help you? And he said, yes, please. He said, well, put your hand on my shoulder. And they made their way up the staircase. What the blind man didn't know is, is that he put his hand on the shoulder of a gentleman who had no arms. He'd been born with no arms. And those two men from that day walking up that staircase would become the best of friends. You, where you saw one, you saw the other. The guy with no arms would always lead the blind man to class so he could get him there faster, would help him read and get his lessons. But the man with no arms could not carry his books, so the blind man would take the books with him. It would become the epitome of how we serve one another. They would end up graduating. In fact, the blind man would graduate at the top of his class. They would go on to start their own law practice. They work together for most of their lives. See, God is putting gifts inside of us that we may serve others. Where you may be weak, someone else is strong. Where you do not have, someone else does. And we're called to be a part of the kingdom. We're called to serve the church. We're called to be servants of the Most High God. And when I talk about unlocking the Holy Spirit inside of us, it isn't just for us. It's to be a kingdom blessing. And 
In fact, if we look at the scriptures, we'll find what I call three. In fact, last week I, I told you about the fruit of the Spirit. And let me say this again before we get into this sermon today. If you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, I don't want to hear about your gifts of the Spirit. Let me just be honest with you. If you don't have the fruit of your, the Spirit, it doesn't really matter if you have the gift or gifts of the Spirit. Do you know that? I don't care about the talent if you don't have the love. I don't care about the gifting if you don't be gentle and kind to others. Because remember the first week I talked about the way we unlock the Holy Spirit in our life is through prayer. Praying through the Holy Spirit. Last week I talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I said fruit, not fruits. Because all nine of them you're supposed to have. But as we're about to get into the third thing, I first want to talk about today, there's what we call the ministry gifts. You'll find them in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I won't read that passage, but that is actually what we call the ministry gifts or the thoughtful ministry gifts or the equipping gifts. They are in the church, and that is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Those are what equips the body for the work that God has for them. Then there will be what we call the motivational gifts. You'll find that in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, and it's prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy. Every one of you fit within one of these two categories. Either you got a ministry gift, which is the fivefold ministry gift, which, let me be honest, will make up less of the body. There will be less of you who have one of those five-fold ministry gifts. The rest of you will most likely fall in what we call the motivational gifts. Serving, teaching, giving. There are some of you in this church, God has blessed you financially to be a giver. You didn't know that that was a gift. It is a gift. Some of you, God has blessed you and gifted you to show mercy. See, then there's a third one. They're all start off with M's. It'll be easy to remember. These gifts, every one of you can have, but every one of you won't possess all the time. There's the ministry gifts, the motivational gifts, and the third one, what I want to talk about today, the manifestation gifts. And I want you to turn with me and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And it says this, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And He distributes them to each one, listen to this, just as He determines. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for the word that we're about to receive. And I pray that every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what You've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. Be blessed by Your word and Your presence. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen and amen. 
Just like there are nine of the what we refer to as the fruit of the Spirit, there are nine of what we refer to as the manifestation of the Spirit. As we look here, the first one is we find gifts of wisdom. In other words, that is where God will supernaturally, in fact, let me stop here real quick before I jump into these because I want you to understand something where I have the gift of a pastor, teacher, probably an apostolic anointing too. Apostolic would be kind of a leader, overseer type. I've got that anointing on my life. It never leaves me. It's always there. I've been a pastor now for uh, over 25 years. That now that the way that looks may change, but that anointing is always there. What I want to talk to you about today is the manifestation gifts. They are not always there. They are every time it happens in your life, it is what we would call a fresh manifestation of the Holy Spirit. What that means is, is maybe I'm sitting around having a conversation with Robin and we're talking, and, and all of a sudden, God begins to reveal something to me about her that she needs to know that God knows and that God loves and that God cares about. And all of a sudden, maybe she's been stressed and, 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 and worried about her little girl. And as she has been, all of a sudden, the Lord begins to tell me, hey, tell Robin that her daughter's going to be okay, that God's taking care of her, God's watching over her, and everything's going to be all right. Now, there's no way I knew that. There's no way I understood that. But God gave me a fresh manifestation. Why? Because she needed to hear that. Now, I then don't possess that, what I call that, that manifestation of knowledge. It was for that moment. The same one would be wisdom. Believe you me, I don't have a lot of wisdom. But there are times that all of a sudden, God will reveal something and I'll start speaking to someone all of a sudden, as I do, God reveals something, and I speak something that makes sense that they didn't understand, and I have wisdom that I didn't have before, and God manifests that so that I can be a blessing to that person I'm talking to. So you don't possess what we call the manifestations or the gifts of the Spirit. They come when they are needed. Why does God do that? Because God wants people to see you and realize that what just happened couldn't be you, and it could only be God, and God just manifested through you, and people go, oh, my Lord, how did you do that? Just, just this week, my brother called me. He said, hey, I just had to call you real quick. I went to the doctor, and I, was, I think he was saying like Chapel Hill or somewhere. He said, I went to the doctor this week, and the receptionist there, when met me, saw my name and said Leggett, and said, hey, I went to school with Leggett. Are you his dad? Which he loved that. And he said, well, who are you talking about? She goes, well, I went to school with a John Leggett. That's my brother, not my son. <laughs> and she said, which I, I'm, I'm blown away that she still remembers me, which I can understand. I was good looking. But anyway, I'm just joking. And he said, yes, that's my brother, John. Well, where's he at now? Well, he's in Texas. What is John doing now? He goes, he's a pastor. She goes, What? John is a pastor, and it just blew her away. She couldn't believe it. See, many times what we don't realize is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is to go beyond your natural power. And it says this, what are those? It's gifts of wisdom, gift of knowledge, gift of faith. What is faith? Aren't we all given a measure of faith? Yes. When you got saved, every one of you are given a measure of faith. The problem is most of you don't even hardly ever use that faith. That's the sad part. 
You need to use that faith. Faith isn't faith until faith has been used. So you got to use that faith. But there will be sometimes that something happens in your life that, can I be honest with you, may go beyond your faith. Maybe a tragic situation, maybe a hard situation. Maybe God's called you to do something you don't think you can do. And what God will do is at that moment when he knows you need it, he will give you like a boost of faith that will say, I can do this. Where in your natural, you've been crying in the corner in a fetal position going, I can't do this. But God will give you that manifestation. There's another one, it's called gifts of healing. Let me say this to you today. I don't care what your denominational background say to you. God is still healing today. There are some of the fruits of the Spirit, or not, I mean the gifts of the Spirit, that certain theologians and scholars and even denominations say that are not going on today. And listen, that is not true. You can't count half of these and then disregard the rest of them because they freak you out. God is still healing. We've seen it. My wife has been healed. I've seen people healed of this altar. We had a guy in that very back row one day healed of cancer. God is still healing today. But let me say this to you. Contrary to what you believe, you do not have a gift of healing. If God uses you to lay hands and heal somebody, that right there would be a fresh manifestation of the Holy Spirit to bring healing on that person's body. Amen? So don't be going around telling people, I, I got the gift of healing. No, you don't. There's gifts of miracles. In other words, things that are supernatural. God is still a miracle God. Not only is it healing God, not only can he heal your body, but let me remind you, somebody comes to healing, remember God doesn't heal you for you. You know what happened to everybody in the Bible that was healed? They died. True. So God didn't heal them for them. God healed them as a testimony and a witness to others that God is a healing God. Then there's a miracle God. The miracles mean something that is out of the natural, out of the ordinary, that is supernatural. God can still do miracles today. I told y'all years ago, a story, me and Laura just got married. We were broke, we were poor, and her car started knocking one day. I mean, I knew the sound, I knew what it was. The engine was blown, it was gone. I laid my hand on the dashboard. I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, we don't have the money. I don't have the ability. I don't know what we're gonna do. But God, if you can heal a body, you can do it. You can bring miraculous healing to this car. And Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, you do it. I put my hand, I prayed over the car. I know some of you freaking out right now. That sounds crazy. I got through, I turned up the praise and worship music on the radio, and within a few minutes, the car stopped knocking and never knocked again. You will not tell me that God did not heal that car. Now, what I pray for is an atheist got it afterwards and it started knocking for them. That's what I pray for. No, I don't. Gift of prophecy. What is prophecy? You know what prophecy is? It's predicting the future. Okay, now this is one of the only giftings that can be both. It can be a ministry gift, it can or actually be all three, a motivational gift, but it also can be a manifestation. Some of you may prophesy one time and, and speak of the future. It don't mean you're a prophet. It means it happened one time and don't call yourself a prophet. Then there's what we call discerning the spirits. That's just knowing the difference between what is and is not of God. Some of you need this a lot. Lord, look, 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 pastor, this, God brought this, this man in my life. I met him in the bar, I got drunk. He's drunk, it's just a happy occasion. But God brought him in my life. Does he go to church? No, he don't even know Jesus, but God brought him in my life. You need what we call the gift of discernment. First of all, you shouldn't have been in the place you were at. 
Second of all, you shouldn't be meeting up with people that don't know Jesus. Third of all, you probably shouldn't have done what you did after the bar. Oh, you all got very, just, I just had a few right here get excited. Every one of you up here went. You need to pray that God will give you the, the ability to say, he or she isn't of God. This or that isn't of God. That isn't coming from God. I am going to pray that God would give me the discerning of spirits in certain situations to know what is God and not of God. Then there's what we call speaking in tongues. And some of you, that freaks you guys out. It just freaks you out. I don't know what freaks you out. I do, let me take the back. I do know why it freaks you out. Some churches have done it wrong. They've done it against the word of God. They've not done it according to the word of God. And that's why most Christians are freaked out and don't want anything to do with it. But can I tell you that all nine of these are still in existence today? I've read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where some say that that means those gifts are gone. There is no biblical doctrinal basis for that. None. People say, do you do it, pastor? I do it every day. Now, you don't hear me doing it in church because I think we do it wrong. We do it in the body of Christ. But I believe it should be done. I have a prayer language and I go between me and my Lord and it's been a blessing between me and the Holy Spirit. So what does this mean, pastor? You always give us three points. So here's the three points. Number one is this. The gifts are for the common good, not an individual's good. God gives you these manifestations in, these, in your life when he desires. Why? So it will be a blessing to somebody else. So it will be a blessing to someone else. The Bible says we are to eagerly seek the gifts. You are to pray. Say, God, I pray that I would be an open vessel, a conduit. Lord, I pray that my life would be manifested by your gifts that I may help others to be a common good to the body. And let me say this. They shouldn't just be happening in the church at the altars. They should be happening in your workplace. They should be happening in your neighborhood. They should be happening on the streets. I can't begin to tell you the times in my life where God has manifested. I usually, and let me say this, none of you will possess just one. You can go back and forth. Remember, every time's a fresh manifestation. Now, you may flow in one mind as words of wisdom, as words of knowledge. Usually when I flow, that's where I flow. Some is what you call reading your mail. Then I'll come up and just begin to say, hey, the Lord told me to tell you. Or I'll come up and say, hey, I need you to hear this real quick. Or I feel like this is in my heart. Or I'll come up and say, hey, I know what you've been going through. I know it's been a struggle. In other words, what am I doing? That is God speaking through me. Why? Because God wants you to know he loves you and he knows what you're going through and he's right there for you. God manifests in your life. Why? Because God wants you to understand that he cares about the common things in your life. He loves you. And he's blessed by you. Here's number two. Gifts are orchestrated and originated from the Spirit, not us. Some of you, the Holy Spirit will work through you and you're like this. All me. Look at me. Let me say something to you right now, church. As long as you promote yourself, God won't promote you. Stop promoting yourself. Stop trying to raise yourself up to another level. Stop trying to say, hey, look at me. Because when you do that, the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. 
It didn't say you by talking highly about yourself, promoting yourself, telling everybody else how lower they are of you. That, the Bible didn't say that's how you promote yourself. In fact, that's how you demote yourself. The Bible says that this, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. This is where we get in trouble many times with the, with the manifestation gifts. We become arrogant and prideful as if you did it, you didn't do it all. You listen, that spigot can't get excited because the water's running through them. All that spigot did is either opened up or closed off the water. That's all it did. All you are is a spigot, either allowing or not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you and in you into the lives of others. That's it. That's it. In fact, let me say it this way. You ready? If God can use a donkey and a rooster, don't get so arrogant about yourself. Amen. That's what I pray for some of you would happen, that you get so arrogant and prideful that one day a donkey just start talking to you, hey, Aristotle, stop being so prideful. If he can use me, he can use you, buddy. Don't make a, well, I'll stop right there. Don't make a donkey of yourself. Remember, it's not you who did it, it's God. And here's number three. We don't decide our gifts. They are determined and distributed by the Holy Spirit. We don't decide our gifts. They are distributed by the Holy Spirit. Why is that so important, Pastor? Because I want you to understand something. God didn't do it just for you to feel good. He did it because of Sally or Sean, Tim or Tammy. They were going through something in their life and they needed to hear from God. And when God gave you that word of wisdom, words of knowledge, that's usually where I work. I don't possess that manifestation. It's just usually where the God works in me. I don't prophesy much. I have laid hands and healed people. But where God usually uses me is I'll come up and I'll speak to you and say, hey, I just feel like I need to tell you. And listen, let me say this. I don't do that generic junk. God told me to tell you he loves you. Well, duh. I can read the Bible. But when I can come up to you and say the Lord told me to tell you, that you've been struggling. I recently shared with you, the Lord had shared something with me. I'd spoken to someone's life and I said, you've been worried about your child. You don't need to worry. God's going to take care of your child. And the person began to reveal to us, they just had a nightmare that night about something bad happened to their child. I knew nothing about that. They didn't tell me. I had not heard. It had not been spoken to me. But the Lord revealed to me, you need to let them know their child's going to be okay. That's God. That's God. See, when God begins to speak through you and in you, it won't be something generic. It'll be something powerful that God will begin to show to you so that when you speak it to that other person, they will know that they know that they know that they know without a shadow of a doubt that God loves them, that God cares about them, and God knows exactly what's going on in their life. What I pray, what I hope, is that eventually in the body of Christ, these will become the norm, not out of the norm. 
would I pray that in your life, in that world out there, that these will become the norm, not out of the norm. That you would say, God, today when you wake up, say, Lord, today I pray that your Holy Spirit would be unlocked in my life and you would manifest yourself in a way that when I begin to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and I begin to let your Holy Spirit manifest in my life, that we know, that we know, they will know, that we know that it is God and the Holy Spirit working in me and through me. See, that Holy Spirit becomes an evidence. That manifestation becomes proof. The reason why a lot of people don't know that you know Jesus is because you have no evidence you do. The reason why some of you never reach anybody for Christ, lead anybody to Christ, or get anybody in churches, there is nothing in your life that reflects that there is a miracle working, supernatural, out of this world God who is still doing miracles, who is still healing, who is still setting free, who is still touching lives, who is still doing things that can't be explained by people of this world, but can only be explained that it is God. I want you to stand with me. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. And I want to ask you a question. As we've been talking about the Holy Spirit prayer, the fruit of the Spirit, now this last week we've talked about the manifestation. I want to ask you, how many of you say, Pastor, I would like to become open, a conduit for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in my life that God would use me. I want you to raise your hand. Amen. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. And I ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ right here, right now, that, Lord, you would manifest in them and through them. That, Lord, you would use them today to bring glory to your name. That, Lord, as they become open in their life, their minds, their hearts, their spirit, their soul, I pray today that, Holy Spirit, you would manifest in a way in their life that it is proof and evidence of a miracle healing out of this world, supernatural God. Do it today, Lord, I pray. Do it today, Lord, I pray. Bless them, touch them, use them, fill them, infill them with the presence of your Holy Spirit. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know where I'm going. But today I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. If that is you today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, I just want you to raise your hand right now. Raise it high, raise it proud. Amen. One, two, three, four. Hallelujah. I've had four people raise their hand. Give God praise. I want all of you, not just the four that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud, say it proud. As right now, four new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart. And into my life, forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you 
to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise right now. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday.